Welcome to Streams of Income with self-help author Ryan Rieger. For the next hour, you'll hear proven methods for how to live the multiple income streams dream. Ryan is passionate about helping others discover their gifts and start their own business. He's published five books, and his courses and group coaching programs have changed the lives of thousands of students all over the world. Ryan's books include Private Label, The Easy Way, Finding Your Grace Place, and his latest, Streams of Income. And now, here's your host, Ryan Rieger. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and you are going to love today's episode. It's with my friends Larry and Sue Pruitt. They've been selling for quite a while. They have tons of knowledge and experience, and I took notes like crazy on this episode. Some of the things you're going to learn about is uh, how they've hired shoppers, how they've expanded their business, how they work together as a couple, how they manage all of that, and do uh, and their coaches for Jim Cochran Coaching. Uh, they mentioned things like um, integrity and maintaining relationships and how that's helped them in their business. They said, integrate this business into your life. Don't let it become your life. So, tons of knowledge bombs that they dropped and just uh, helpful advice. So wherever, no matter whether you are at the beginning stages of your business or if you are uh, looking to expand or you are advanced, you're going to love this episode with Larry and Sue. Here it is. Larry and Sue, welcome to Streams of Income Radio. I'm sad. To, I can't believe this is your first time. I, I should have had you on long before this. Uh, thanks, Ryan. We're, we're very excited to be here. Thanks for having us. This is awesome. Well, I as you guys know, I, I like hearing people's stories. And so, I mean, maybe not go back to the, you know, when you're born or anything, but <laughs> tell me your, uh, how you guys got started um, on e-commerce and that journey for you. Yeah, well, you know, I was born at a very early age. Okay. You know? <laughs> Me too. We got that in yeah, common. Yeah, we have that in common, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's really funny because, um, first of all, I am a terrible salesman, you know, so I never thought I would sell anything to anybody. Uh, anytime I tried it, I just failed miserably at it. Um, but there was a day for my, for my day job, I was standing in line at the post office, all right? You know, so this goes back. I don't know, early 2000s. And it was a long line as post offices are, are famous uh -huh. for, or infamous. And there were two ladies that were standing in front of me and they were talking very loudly. I wasn't eavesdropping, but, but one of them was talking about selling stuff on eBay mm -hmm. and how she was shipping it out. And, and she was like, I just sold this lamp for like 50 bucks or whatever. And I, it just really you know got my attention. And I thought, uh -huh. I've got a bunch of junk sitting around the house and maybe <laughs> yeah. we can sell something. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. that was 2004 was okay. the first time that we sold anything. Mm -hmm. I had a whole bunch of, of old books. So I started with selling an old book and was that on eBay? It was on eBay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, that was back in the day, Ryan, whenever you had to have an actual camera yes. and take a picture of it and then <laughs> yes. get the little SD card and put it in the computer. And <laughs> yep. so it was like an hour long process to list something and, and I made like, you know, three bucks or something on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was enough to keep going. Exactly. <laughs> but it just kind of whetted the appetite. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Wow. So 2004. So you started on eBay. How long did you sell on eBay before you moved over to Amazon? Well, I think we opened up an eBay account or an Amazon account fairly shortly after that, but just kind of messed with it. We actually did some drop shipping. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Which we don't recommend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it was primarily books um, okay. because we, we had an online bookstore. I guess that kind of started with the eBay thing. And, mm -hmm. and um, some of the publishers that we started with back in 2005, probably, we still have accounts with them. We still really? sell stuff mm -hmm. every once in a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wonderful. Um, and uh, so we, we kind of dabbled with it. And then in 2012... So in 2012, we decided that Larry needed to leave the day job he was at. And... Mm -hmm. Um, he gave six months notice, okay. which is pretty yeah. rare, but, um, there was a lot he needed to train somebody else on before he yeah. left. And he's, he's a good guy. He never burns a bridge. <laughs> I don't think he's ever burned a bridge in his life. Um, so, uh, about that time we started thinking, well, what are we going to do next? Is it going to be another job or are we going to get to bring him home? Cause it's been yeah. something I've been following Jim Cochran since about 2004, 2005. Yeah. And so had been reading those emails and kind of uh -huh. had that, you know, 
desire, I guess, to see if we couldn't bring Larry home. Yeah. And uh, about that time, the Proven Amazon course crossed my path. Okay. And I took it to Larry and said, I think this might be something we could do. So yeah. we decided to try it. So we bought the course and I started mm -hmm. the business in October of 2012. Wow. And, um, did well enough that in February of 2013, we were confident enough for him to retire from corporate and come home. That's and, awesome. And, yeah. And then um, shortly after that, I really handed almost all of the reins over to him and he took that over and I went back to stay at home, mom, homeschooling our five kids. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> that was a challenge during a lot of that time. But then, and then the business has just, you know, that's been the primary means of providing for our family since then. And of course we've branched off and done other things and bolted sure. things on and tried yeah. some things that didn't work out so well, but Amazon has always been there. Yeah. And so um, we have, been able to successfully navigate that mm -hmm. um, that path of selling on Amazon and have really enjoyed it and uh, just are are thankful that we get to do this because now we get to work together. We, yes. we really do enjoy getting to do that. So. I love that. I definitely want to get to that because that's something you guys, you have on your heart to help other couples do that and how you manage that. So I definitely want to get into that subject. Tell me when, so you... If, October to February, that's five months. Your business was at a state in five months that you felt confident that he could say no to a, another job? Well, okay. Yeah, we should really pretty, pretty well explain <laughs> that because there's, we had not replaced my income by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. Uh, but during that six months of my notice um, and during the five months that Sue was working on the business and everything, we, mm -hmm. were, we were preparing ourselves for... Yeah an extended period of time of, of not having an income. So, okay. uh, so we started slashing the budget. You know, yeah. that was one of the things that we couldn't believe how much money we were able to take out of our budget, you know? Because uh, I've always been frugal, always. <laughs> I thought our budget was pretty trim already. Yeah. But, right? <laughs> but we didn't realize that we could survive without DirecTV. You know, no baseball. Barely. No baseball, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we started, we took care of, that and just really reduced our expenses. And then we, we were socking money away during that time. So nice. we actually had six months worth of expenses in the, in the account. Very and my smart. favorite thing to tell people is I stocked up on things yeah. at the store. Yes. So much so that I did not buy toilet paper for six months. After oh, wow. I didn't even buy that much during COVID. So. Oh my gosh. Um, so we, we did as much preparation as we could. And literally, whenever I came home, it was just like, let's give this a shot and see what happens. Yeah. You know? And I'm not a risk taker either. That's what's right. crazy about this is this. We just put it in the Lord's hand and just said, yes. we'll just see what happens. We trust him. And after about the five to six month mark, we kind of went, well, you know, we're still eating. Everything seems to be OK. You know, yes, the savings is dwindled a lot. Um, but let's, let's keep going for another couple months <laughs> and then it just kept being a couple more months and a couple yeah. more months and it just gave us time to really grow the business that way. That's awesome. What, what did your business look like between October and February, 2013, October, 2012 to February 13? What were you doing? What, what, what was it? Was it clearance and books or? Yeah. It was all um, like RA and thrifting. So mm -hmm. I did a lot at big lots and Walmart for the retail arbitrage. And I did a lot at Goodwill for the thrifting. And so um, the Goodwill things and, and even the big lots things, those were things that were high ROI. So, uh, I mean, I, we were very strict at the very beginning, especially I didn't want to go into debt for the business. So mm. there were times I walked into big lots with $40 in my pocket. And yes. I said, this is what I can spend today. And I would start putting stuff in the cart. When I hit $40, I was done and awesome. checked out. And then I would ship that in. And um, we got in early enough that we were on daily payouts from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that was helpful because as soon as things sold, then I could get some cash, you know, going and, and get, uh, get back out there. But it was a lot of just scrapping. So like I said, I, we have five kids. They were all still, I was still homeschooling. Uh -huh. Um, and so the way that I organized my time was I would, because my oldest was old enough to care for the, for everybody else. I could leave in the afternoon when the littlest yeah. one was taking his nap, I would leave in the afternoon, go to the store, do my shopping the next day. Oh, I'm sorry. Scouting. 
Uh-huh. Larry yeah. says shopping is spending shopping. money, <laughs> scouting is making money. That's right. So, okay. So that's the difference. That makes so sense. Yeah. I would, Big difference. <laughs> I would scout and then I would come home. Okay. And then the next day during nap time, I would prepare the shipment and wow. get it out. And so I just did as much of that as I could. The fact that we started in October, I'm sure helped yeah. because Q4 was like super easy to sell yes. things, you know. Yeah, for sure. um, at that time, I didn't know anything about replans or any of that kind of thing. I just scanned. And, yep. you know, if it worked, then we Me sold too. it. And if it didn't work, I skipped past it. So, yeah. Um, so that was pretty much it and until Larry came home in February. Wow. So. Yeah. And one of the things about that, Ryan, just to kind of throw this out there for everybody is, you know, anytime something new comes along and especially if it's free, just sign up for it. You know, like, you know, go ahead and get a Walmart account set up now if you yeah. don't already, uh, just any of these selling platforms. So uh, because whenever with that Amazon account, even though we didn't do anything with it really for several years, the fact that we had an old account we got grandfathered into all kinds yes. of really cool things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's been some, one of our policies is just like, Hey, there's something new. It's free to sign up. I'm just going to sign up. I'm signed up for the Walmart fulfillment services. Mm-hmm. I've sold, sold three things on Walmart so far, yeah. so far, but I'm just like, okay. I'll just sign up for it. Yes. And then that may be a huge part of our business a year from now. I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just recommend everybody just sign up for stuff, especially if it's free. And then it's very smart in your, uh, in your tool belt. Absolutely. Do you remember how much you started? So you said you were scrapping. Any idea the amount of money you started the in for that first investment? Yeah, yeah we had a thousand dollars that we awesome. decided we would risk on this, and we spent four hundred of it on the proven Amazon course. Wow! So I had six hundred to <laughs> yes. spend on product. <laughs> oh my goodness! So you started with six hundred dollars in inventory. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you can start with less and you probably teach students yeah, how to do with sure. less, but 600 is still mm-hmm. not a lot of money to get started with. Um, right, right. Wow, wow, wow. If you had to start over, what would you do if you had $600 right now to and and you had to start all over again? Where would you put it? Oh, boy. You know, I we still like thrifting. We uh-huh. still like going to garage sales. Uh, uh-huh. We definitely recommend to people the uh, the pyramid that you have, Ryan, you know, starting with things around the house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but literally just anything that you can find like that, just jump on. Um, I mean, we've got some friends who just came to me yesterday because they bought an old cabinet at an auction for 10 bucks. Uh-huh. And inside that cabinet were a whole bunch of VHS tapes. Yes. And they wanted me to look up the prices. One was going for $5,000. No way. You know? So yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Disney movies in the cellophane. Oh my old gosh. Disney movies in the cellophane. Wow. So, you yeah. know, maybe did you tell things. them, did you say that these aren't worth anything? I'll just take them off. No, the <laughs> no. no. no you got to have integrity. Yeah, integrity. integrity. That's good. That's right. No, but you know, I haven't even offered yet, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I would do a consignment for them and split yes. the proceeds. Uh-huh. They may, they can do it themselves. There's no doubt about it, but yeah. they may just want to say, Hey, you're used to doing this. Just do it. But, mm. but yeah, you know, if somebody had $600 uh, to get started, I would say, those things I mentioned or some retail arbitrage, look for some clearance okay. things. Okay. You know, I'd say at least double your money on everything, hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent ROI. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just really be very strict with that because it's, yeah. it's not like, um, you know, it's not like it's gold nuggets that you have to go and hide somewhere and, right. and hope to preserve. You do want to spend it. You know, that's, mm-hmm. we do see people making that mistake of saying, well, I've only got $600 to spend, so I'm never going to spend anything. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you need to spend the money. You just need to spend right. it very wisely. Yes. And just try to at least double your money on it every yeah. investment. And Absolutely. when you find something that's selling good for a really good profit, uh-huh. dive in and, yes. and get it. One of the things, yeah. one of the mistakes I made in the very beginning, I'll never forget this. There was a, it was a uh, James Bond wall calendar and a movie that was like two or three years old. The calendar was two or three years old. I think it was like an 08 or 09 calendar. So this was in 2012 that they had at big lots that I could buy for $5. And I saw, well, it's selling on Amazon for like 30. So that's probably okay. So I got one and I sent it in and it sold as soon as it hit. Well, I should have known right then go buy the rest of them. But I went back and I got two yeah. And I sent those in and they both sold and I eventually yeah. bought all of them, but I took like three weeks to do it. And I should yeah. have just, you know, once that first one sold so fast, that's the clue. Like, sure. Oh, this is yeah. going to sell quickly. So but you then, needed that confidence though with uh, yeah, that, that, you know, for doing it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, you may not have the confidence at the beginning to go out and, you know, clear right. the shelf. 
That's yeah. true. Typically right. don't want right. people to clear the shelf. Um, right. Yeah. And it what and like what they had on hand. I mean, they only had like eight or so on hand. So I couldn't have spent, you know, a ton of money on it, but I could have made that money faster than what I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, and now we'd be driving around every big lots in yeah. the area and asking For them sure. to get more in the back and all yeah, that stuff. That's right. but, yeah. yeah. In the beginning, you had the 40 bucks that's in your right. pocket. So. That's right. Yeah. 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 What about if somebody has less than $50 to get started? I imagine it's kind of the same advice. A thrift store would be a good place. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Thrift uh-huh. stores. And, and, um, and also the other aspect of that is I always say sell something that you know about it already. Like there's no, when you're, when you're picking something up, you're not asking yourself, what is this and what does it do? Right. If you are familiar with it, you yeah. don't have to, do any research, you know, you, you know what it does. So yeah, now, um, now I'll go to the checkout and the cashier will be asking me about the product that's sitting there. I'm like, I have no idea what it is. Right. <laughs> you know, why are yeah. you asking me about this? Why would I, right. why do I know anything about this? But yeah. um, you just know you're going to make money on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I would just say also, you know, selling things on consignment is a great way to get started yes. when you don't have much money. To explain uh, that. Well, I mean, most people probably know yeah. we talked about it before in this show, but um, tell me what consignment is. So like, for example, one time we had, there was a, um, somebody I knew and her, her aunt passed away mm-hmm. and, uh, she just had a house full of stuff and she was literally paying somebody, paying one of those companies to come and, you know, take all the stuff out and throw it away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, stop, yeah. <laughs> I will come there and I will take stuff. it away from you for free, you know? Yeah. And so she literally, I, I talked about consignment, but she didn't want any money for it. She just wow. wanted it. She just wanted it out. Man. So I recruited my brother and we went over there and we just loaded up our vehicles. We rented a, a U-Haul yeah. <laughs> and, and it was a whole bunch of old vintage dishes and stuff. And I didn't wow. know much about it at that stage. And, uh-huh. and so I was doing research and listing them and, and then I split the proceeds with my brother. But yeah. so that's just kind of an example, you know, it's something you could get for free or very little money. Yes. And, and if you can split the you know, the profits, mm-hmm. I always go off the profits, I would suggest. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And then, um, you know, so there's no upfront investment. Absolutely. I mean, cash out mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's incredible. <laughs> you got it for free because she just wanted it out of the house. That's, yeah. There's opportunity like that all over the place. And, mm-hmm. and she's paying somebody like, you know, several hundred dollars to come and take it away. And I'm sure they were doing the same thing, you know, yeah. yes. so it actually saved them money right. by me doing it for free. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, I think I know what you're going to say, but what you mentioned, you did the research. I imagine most of that was eBay then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're looking at completed yeah. listings, the sold listings and making sure because, um, you know, you could put on a vintage dish on there for $5,000, but it's only worth 50. And right. um, so you have to look at what it's sold for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's a big learning curve with that. You know, it it was learning how to ship dishes properly. Mm -hmm. You know, I had had several refunds I had to give, you know. Sure. Yeah. And in that case, it was worth it to pick up something that we didn't know much about because there was no cash outlay on our part. And so it was worth it because we ended up with a lot of stuff that was valuable enough to invest the time to learn. So, Mm. and now we have that knowledge. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Imagine you're not doing too much of that anymore. Are you with looking for consignment deals? No, not no, not really, but I still like going to garage sales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually, I had to hire somebody to do my eBay listings for me uh-huh. though. <laughs> uh-huh. And you know, it was, that was one of those things where, um, you know, I just realized that I've got all this stuff sitting here either from garage sales or Amazon returns or whatever. And there's just a lot of money sitting there and, and I kept thinking, you know, maybe next weekend I'll get to this and I'll sit down and I'll do all these lists. Right. The death pile is what we call it. Yeah, the death pile. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then we were talking to it, this is this is something that's been a real blessing for us is yeah. being able to help other people uh-huh. uh, because we were talking to a pastor's wife and uh-huh. she had this job that she hated. Mm-hmm. She was having to put her kids into daycare. She hated mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. And so Sue and I are just looking at each other and we're kind of doing this nonverbal communication <laughs> thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we're kind of like, yeah, you know? So I said, would you want a job working from us where you could work from home, set your own hours, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, and she's yes. just like, um, yeah, let's talk. Wow. And so we hired her to do our eBay listings. And so she comes and gets the stuff, takes them home, does the listings, brings it back to us. And, I forget what the total is now. She's up to 80 to a hundred hours that she has yeah. spent. And she's still not all the way caught up on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. 
And, and maybe I could have done it faster than her, but it was foolish of me to think I could do it in a weekend, you know, unless yeah. I just didn't sleep that weekend or something. Sure. And so it's just been, you know, it's just given us another income stream, mm-hmm. uh, getting our eBay going back again. Greg Perry has been a good influence on us there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's, but again, it's just how much we underestimate how long something is going to take us to do exactly. and just how valuable that was not only for us, but for another family, we're blessing another family mm. and having them, having her do that for us. So. Yeah. She's been able to homeschool her own kids, which is her wow. desire anyway. Yes. And she does the work for us around what she's doing with her family. And we love being able to support that aspect of yes. it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Wow. What does your business look like now? Obviously you're not you're doing uh, you know, thrift stores every day. Um, cause most people's businesses make changes that you pivot, um, or you just go through phase, you learn something new and you, uh, you get better at it and you find your sweet spot kind of as far as, yeah. uh, you know, you might start at consignment and then you go to, you know, like that pyramid we talked talked about and you find your your place where you feel like i got it here or you know i used to be in hvac so now i sell hvac supplies because that's my thing and that's my niche so what does your business look like well you know one of the things like in this last year or so that we've we've really kind of emphasized on where are some of the bottlenecks in our business what are some things that are holding the business back mm-hmm. and the first conclusion we came to was space yep. <laughs> and so we actually have a warehouse now um, right We've been in it since last fall, I guess. And so just, you know, having things, we, we did have some prepping and shipping partners who they were prepping and such in their house and then they moved out of the area. Mm-hmm. So we took it back into our house and, okay. you know, things were spilling all over the place it was in, all over. in the house. Um, <laughs> so, um, so that was the biggest change that we've made over yeah. the last year. And then that opened up so many other possibilities. So now mm-hmm. we have Actually, our 20-year-old daughter, she heads up the prepping and shipping aspect of our business. So you've created two jobs then. Uh, We've created a few. (laughs) Yes. That's incredible. That's one of the things about the business. When we first got started, we were so jaded about, you know, dealing with other people and such and work that we were just like, no, it's going to be just us. We're not hiring anybody else, just us, maybe our kids. That's it. Yeah. And um, as time has gone, we've discovered if we want to keep growing, you know, you hit your max. And when you do, you have a choice. You either, you know, start to outsource or you stop growing and you die. And we didn't want to do that. So, um, Mm -hmm. so we've, uh, over the time, and we've added like one or two people at a time, we've got two shoppers now who do our replens business. We have two preppers besides our daughter who comes in and they actually prepare the product. Our daughter takes care of getting it entered, helping to prep. And then uh-huh. our daughter and our youngest son, they actually box for us. Wow. And then we've got the eBay gal who is sitting yes. um, for us on eBay. And then we've just recently hired somebody to help us with the books and and that kind of thing and you know i told you that larry never burns a bridge yeah a couple of the people that we've hired Uh are people that he has worked with in the past in in his office jobs and the most recent one um we were thinking about what we needed to have done for the business Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i just thought of of this one gal and i said you know she did that at the office right and he said yeah and i said let's reach out to her and see because we knew she wasn't um, doing an office job at the time. Uh-huh. And so Larry reached out to her and said, Hey, you know, we were needing some more help for our business. Would you consider talking to us? And yeah. her response was, yes, I want to work for you. She <laughs> wow. didn't care what the job was. She didn't care what it was. So, so he's very good oh at maintaining relationships. And I, yes. you know, that's kind of a point, even outside your business, doesn't matter just yeah. in life, have integrity and maintain good relationships. And you that will carry you really far in everything, including your business. So we actually now have, <clears throat> we have more employees that have a different last name than us. Yeah. Than those that do have our last name. <laughs> wow. And everybody's part-time. Everybody's got a very flexible, well, our preppers have pretty rigid schedules, but sure. everybody else has got pretty flexible schedules and can work around other things. Mm. Different seasons of life, you know, they may work more than, than other times, but mm-hmm. one of our and, and this kind of goes into the other thing that we've really been focusing in on here. What are, what are some missed opportunities in our business? Yeah. And um, uh, one of them was, you know, just utilizing the skill and the talent that we have on our staff right now. And so one of our shoppers, she's just a go-getter. I mean, okay. it's just like, 
man, it's just amazing how we found her. And, and so she's very aggressive in the stores and she will, she'll just load up, you know, Mm. and she's making buying decisions for your business. Well, no, she hasn't been. And that's been one of the things that has just hit me is what a missed opportunity here. Okay. She was was just refilling your replens, restocking replens. Okay. Yeah. She's actually creating the shopping list for us. And then she is one of the two shoppers going out. And the reality has hit me is like, what am I doing? Why am I holding her back? Mm -hmm. Why don't I let her start finding her own, her own products and such. And so actually later this week, I'm sitting down with the two shoppers and we're going to do some training on it. And uh, I'm going to explain to them how to do it and what to look out for and, you know, all the ins and outs of that. Love it. I've got a feeling that we're getting ready to explode again because she will, especially the one is just going to be great at it. So, yeah. So right now, are you paying per hour right now for what they're doing? Okay. And what do you think that's going to, and maybe you don't know the answer yet. What do you think it's going to look like once they start making, is it still going to be per hour? Are you going to go to a profit split or what do you think? Yeah. I, I've been playing around with those numbers. I, I do think we're going to do a profit. We'll, we'll do the hourly, uh-huh. you know, for their hours of shopping, uh-huh. but anything that they find, we'll do some sort of a profit uh, okay. split on that. Yeah. So not exactly wow. sure what that's going to look like, that's but okay. I definitely want to incentivize them yeah. you know, to find good things. So, so essentially walk me through that process. Cause there's so many people that you, you guys know this too, that people, they need to expand, but they're like just a little bit nervous. They don't know how to do it, who you're going to hire, but what do you think that's going to look like as far as the, um, how are you going to train them? What, tell me what, what you're going to do. Cause this is going to be super valuable for somebody that's thinking, gosh, I need to hire a shopper. Um, I, it's pretty self-explanatory to have somebody go and, and, you know, do the buy list and, and shop restock your replens. You can pretty much find, you know, anybody can do that, but to make buying decisions, that's a whole other level. So what, what kind of training are you going to take yeah. them through? Well, I am planning on bringing them to the warehouse okay. where we've got, we'll have some products sitting there and I'll literally, I'll show them on my phone, how I, how I scan barcodes, how I do yep. the reverse sourcing and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I suspect that it's just going to be a process of, of showing them exactly how I do it. I may go out to the store with them a time or two as yep. well, mm-hmm. um, because that's what we did. Even whenever they were shopping, I, I met them in a, um, at a Walmart, you know, somewhere kind of simple like that. And then I just walked through with them and just showed mm-hmm. them how to do it. And, yeah. and, um, we have like a four step process that yeah. we do every time we take somebody new on. And yeah. so it kind of goes like this. It goes, you watch me and I'll show you what I'm doing. And then you help me. And so you will participate in okay. whatever it is that we're doing. And then I'm going to help you. You're going to take the lead and I'm going to help you do it. I'm here yeah. to answer questions, that kind of thing, uh-huh. point out things for you. And then I'll watch you do it. Wow, and that gives I love them the that. confidence to take off on their own. Once we get to that point, mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, I know I've done it in front of Larry or Sue and they know what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I'm doing it right. And so they have some confidence and they still make mistakes sometimes. Sure. You know, that was the big fearful right, thing for right. me was like, oh, what if we have an employee that makes a really big mistake and costs us a lot of money? Well, it's happened and we survived. So, um, uh, and you, you learn, you know, we, yeah. we go into every hire saying mm-hmm. we're going to take 30 days mm-hmm. and try this out and run through our process. And if after 30 days, either one of us feels like this isn't a good fit, well, then we'll just part ways. And we've yeah. had to do that once and it was okay. And, <laughs> you know, um, it wasn't fun, but it was okay. And everybody else, it takes a lot of the pressure off of everybody in that when yeah. you kind of say, we're going to try it for 30 days and see what happens. Yeah. And wow. we, we try to be extremely direct. I mean, not, yeah, not me, not harsh, anything like that, but you know, clear. as yeah, just clear, clear, clear. I mean, that's what I think people want is clear direction. And, yes. um, and we, we've gotten a really good response from that. We, we try not to do the thing where, like if one person makes a mistake, we make a general announcement to the whole group. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody right. is like, did I do something? Did I do something? And <laughs> no, just, just go to the one person, talk to them privately, yes. deal with the issue. And then everybody's learned and moved on then. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that. Are you going to give them like a credit card and then just like with a spending limit or something? Or I, mean, I guess you know them now, you trust them now. So yes. you probably could just give them an unlimited amount and you just know they're not, they're not going to, you know, go out yeah. and buy themselves a car or anything. Right, right, yeah, yeah. They they both have company credit cards now, and and I don't think that there, there is a limit on it. If there is, they've never hit it yet. Yes, right. <laughs> um, at the very beginning, we did buy them gift uh, discounted gift cards. Okay. We went through like raise.com or something yeah. like that. 
email them the gift card. So they did, they had like a $500 limit at the beginning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, I started noticing like I'm, I'm throttling this back because they're, they're limited and yeah. they'd have to contact me and say, Hey, I need another card. And, you know, <laughs> right. so it was time consuming for everybody. And I was like, it's time. Yeah. You know, so probably after a couple of months, um, I opened that up and got them on, on a card. I love it, man. This is, I know, I know this is going to be very helpful for people that are, know that they're at that spot. They need to do something. Um, real quick, what advice would you give, um, before we move on, what advice would you give for somebody who needs to hire a shop or obviously if, if they, let's say they don't have five kids that are, you know, and they just, they need to find somebody, what, what's some advice that you would give them to find that, that first hire? So the way that we have done it so far is I've just gone out on Facebook okay. and just said, Hey, local friends, our business is growing and we need some help. Um, you know, and, and just that if you're interested in talking, you know, reach out. And that's how we have found almost all of our hires at this point. Um, and, and again, go into it with that really relaxed attitude that like, you know, talk to each other, you know, lay out what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. Let them say whether or not they think that's going to fit with what they want and what they're available for. And yep. then just say, let's try it for 30 days and see what happens. And yeah. if you've got that pressure off, then yeah. it's, um, you don't feel like you're making a permanent decision at that point. And it, exactly. it really does help. Yeah, that's very good. So with all this outsourcing, I imagine this has allowed you guys to do more of the coaching. So let's talk about what you're doing with the coaching program. And um, it, I, I assume that's something you love doing. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. But it's allowed you to focus then on those on students and pour yourself into them. So let's talk about the coaching program, what you guys are doing there. Yeah, I, that's that's exactly right. I mean, we, we've been coaching for about four and a half years with Jim uh -huh. Cochran Coaching. Uh, we started off with primarily doing what they call reactive coaching, which is yep. just kind of emailing back and forth and, and uh, kind of sporadic interactions and, mm -hmm. and support such. of the main coaching, yes. the main coaching that they're getting. Yeah. Right. So then it's, I guess it's probably been about a year and a half ago that we started doing a lot more of the main coaching, the proactive mm -hmm. coaching and, mm -hmm. and heading up a team within the team. Yeah. And so now we're able to recruit other coaches onto our team. We're able yeah. to, uh, we, we definitely still work one-on-one -on -one with students quite a little bit. Um, and, uh, but we've been able to build up teams and just kind of help the, the coaching program in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we ended up in this just because teaching is kind of our natural bent. Mm -hmm. We have a little bit, you know, our kind of unique thing is that we do work together as a couple on our business mm -hmm. and we also coach together. Yeah. Um, we, we, don't always necessarily coach together in the same session, but we do both work with our students. That's we good. kind of divide and conquer. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do probably more of the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Okay. But <clears throat> with every one of our new students, <clears throat> excuse me, okay. Sue will get started with them. Okay. And, and because Sue is very good at laying down the groundwork, expectations, uh -huh. Uh -huh. you know, like basically here's what it's going to take to be successful. So she starts uh -huh. with every one of our students uh -huh. and that foundation, helping them with their mindset and such. And then I start showing them, you know, live online arbitrage and uh -huh. the details yeah, and the spreadsheets <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, good. Uh, because both of those are super important to a business. Uh -huh. And so uh -huh. we do that. And, and then Sue also, really takes on pretty much all of the management of the okay. coaches and assigning yep. the students to the right coach and things like that. So yeah. we're able to kind of divide and conquer and, and really maximize yeah. our time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you guys enjoy the coaching side and working with students more than you do in the nitty gritty of your Amazon business? Or do you like both is equal? I enjoy the coaching more because <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm not a detailed person. So sure. some of the Amazon stuff drives me bonkers. So I'm <laughs> glad I don't have to deal with right, right. Um, <laughs> But uh, I enjoy that a lot yeah. more um, just because, I mean, that is a big part of it for me is I am more the extrovert and I want to mm -hmm. be, you know, interacting with a lot of people. I love the new aspect of, you know, meeting a new student and getting yes. into their business and such. Yeah. Um, teaching is our bent, like I said, which mm -hmm. is kind of why we came into this mm -hmm. anyway. And, um, and then to be able to, share this with a student and watch their business blossom. Yeah. That is a huge reward. I, yes. I can't, I don't think I can state it strongly enough how good yeah. that feels to see yeah. somebody, Hey, I had this success. I hit this milestone. I, yes. you know, yeah. I think we've been a part of bringing several dads home 
and that's huge to us. Yes, it is. Uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's a, a huge thing for us. Um, bringing moms home, we've brought yeah. several moms home. So it's, uh, yeah. it's just, I mean, I still pinch myself a lot of times that I get to be a part of this because yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like both. I like, I like the nitty gritty of Amazon still, uh-huh. I, but I really enjoy working with students and they both go hand in hand very well because, you know, our students would be like, Hey, I got this compliance alert or whatever. And I'll be like, me too. You know? <laughs> and yep. so we're right there with them. And, Absolutely. and so then a lot of the time is just me saying, here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm handling this. Mm-hmm. Um, here's how I'm growing my business. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. I think one of the things that, that happens in that situation is even though that particular issue might be a new one, we've been selling long enough yeah. that yes. we know, okay, every so often Amazon gets a burr under their saddle about something yes. and they start, you know, issuing all kinds <laughs> yeah, of new right. edicts and things like that. And we know, well, you just have to navigate it. And yep. and yeah. there's kind of a pattern to navigating these things. And yep. so we can show that to the student that yes. even though we're being hit by the same thing, they see our calm about it. Yes. You know, because sometimes a new seller, I remember when we were new, oh, it yeah. can panic you. You yeah. can oh, feel sure. like, oh no, this is going to yeah. ruin my business. And yes. we're able to say, probably not. This so shit. let's navigate it. Let's, let's, let's see what we can do here. You know? Well, just like with the, I mentioned the compliance things. And so there was the the thing with the toys just a few months back here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to hear a student say, okay, well, I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to sell a toy again. Yeah. So let's see, should I stop selling grocery now? Because I'm afraid grocery is going to be next. I'm like, no, <laughs> keep selling toys, keep selling groceries. You know, you just have to navigate through this. And, yeah. and like Stu said, it's just an experience. I mean, we've, we've <laughs> ridden this roller coaster enough now. It's just, I don't yawn at it, you know, but I am just kind of like, okay, right. this is serious. You got to take it seriously. You got to jump on yes. it. You got to figure this out, but we're going to get through this. It's yes. going to be okay. Absolutely. That's good. <laughs> Amazon wants yeah, us to, you Amazon open your account and you see that little red flag up there. You're like, uh Oh, what's oh, going yeah. on now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I, hate I, <laughs> I don't look. <laughs> well, I'll he tell looks. you, there was, there was a time Ryan that I, I was talking to a friend of mine who was kind of a little bit of doing some business consulting with us just mm-hmm. informally. And, and I said, Oh, so last night at midnight, I was looking at my account and I saw this red flag and he said, just stop. Yes. What are you doing? Looking at your account at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he said, Larry, you got to clock out. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, that's good advice. I still struggle with it, honestly, sure. just because I enjoy it so much and yeah. I just I check it on a regular basis, but yeah. You know, check your account health on a regular basis, but not at midnight. Right? <laughs> Get some sleep. <laughs> exactly. Deal in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful advice. Well, I wanted something that's been on you guys' heart is working together as a couple and help helping other people navigate that too. So what what's some advice for folks that like, I'd love to work with my husband or my wife and just um, how to make that work? Yeah. Like one of the first things with that is, the, you know, it's, some, it's just so easy to get your priorities out of whack and the marriage always has to come first. Mm. I mean, if our Amazon business crashes and burns and our coaching and everything like that, we will, we'll figure something else out. We'll figure yeah. out another way to eat, but you know, our marriage has to stay strong. Yes. And so it is so easy to think she's my business partner and she doesn't want to do something I want to do. So I need to steamroll over her or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you've just got to check that, you know, depending yeah. on your personality and mm-hmm. such. And so just keeping those priorities in, in place is just mm-hmm. uh, unbelievably crucial. Yes. And it, it can be hard at times to figure For all that sure. out. <laughs> yes, yeah. it can. <laughs> right. We have, we, <laughs> we came to a pact fairly uh-huh. early on that we each have a 51% vote. And what that really means is that we each have veto power. Yeah. Good. And so the, the math the, people just hate that. Yeah, I know. Right? Um, <laughs> but the, the, what it boils down to is that if there's a decision that needs to be made in the business, a big decision, mm-hmm. we don't consult right, each right, other yeah. about like, he doesn't call me and say, you know, can I buy this toy? I, right, no, no. right. Right. But big decisions yeah. that need to sure. be made. Um, either one of us can, can say no, yeah. basically yeah. is what that boils down to. And so that gives me a lot of security 
I, I tend to be a little bit more okay with risk than a lot of women. Like typically it's, yeah. it's the wife that's not as okay with the risk. I tend to be okay with more of the risk, but even for that little bit that I kind of struggle with, mm-hmm. I like knowing that if I really want to say no, I can. Yeah. And Larry will respect that. And I think I've done it once, maybe mm-hmm. twice. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he remembers. Right. Um, but he respected that. And yeah. The business still survived, you know, it didn't, yeah. it didn't ruin our business or anything. Mm-hmm. And later I'd probably make a different decision, but, mm-hmm. uh, that, that type of thing and the communication between each other mm-hmm. needs to stay oh, really yeah. open. Yeah. Uh, like Larry has said before, we're pretty direct mm-hmm. and we're pretty direct with each other. You know, if we see something that like we need to talk about, we mm-hmm. don't tend to just kind of wait and see what's going to happen. We talk about yeah. it. That's and good. so that that helps a lot. And, and yeah. it's amazing how much both the business and the marriage are affected by each other. And mm-hmm. by improving one, you can improve the other. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they're very integrated <laughs> at this point. So, yeah. And, and so along those lines, we do try to make sure that we have at least, at least once a quarter, a time where we actually get away for a, oh, a kind yes. of a, a weekend goal setting, just kind of a meeting, just kind of touching base on where are we at with things? Where do we want yes. to go with this business? Make sure we're on the same page. Cause there are times where I'm like, we're going to quadruple this Amazon business. And she's just mm-hmm. like, what, <laughs> <laughs> you know, have you thought about this or this and this, you know? So mm-hmm. sometimes we'll get like that big vision and, but then it's not practical to do that in light of everything else in life. So, or as fast or as fast as what fast. we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then in addition to that, we take a weekly uh, lunchtime and oh, you know, I, I know it. a lot of times uh, couples will say, let's get away and have lunch and let's not talk about the kids. Let's not talk about work, stuff like that. We're like, no, everything's on the table. <laughs> and so, because there's some things that like, I've been trying to talk to you about this for like six days, you know, mm-hmm. yep. and, and I, we need to talk about these things. So uh, so we'll, our conversations are just all over the place whenever we're talking a lot of times and, yeah. but we definitely focus in on what's going on in the business, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just, just whatever. And then sometimes there's not a whole lot going on and we just sit and chit chat, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just a sure. nice connection. So yeah. normally every Friday for lunch, we, we go out together and of course our kids are older now so that we can do that without having to get a babysitter or yeah. whatever. Uh, so if the kids are younger, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge, but I would still say, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you can do it, try to try to well, make that work. What we did mm-hmm. when the kids were little was we would do, um, we would put them to bed. Usually it was on a Sunday night oh, and then true. we would do dinner together. So oh, either yes. I would make something we'd run or <laughs> we'd run out and get something and bring it in yeah. and we would sit down and have an uninterrupted meal together yeah. while the kids were in bed. So That's that great. was how we navigated that when our kids mm-hmm. were little and we couldn't, you know, uh, do that, hire a babysitter once a week or whatever. But yeah. Um, there are ways to do it and, yeah. and sometimes you just have to get a little bit creative, but you can sure. do it. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm sure you've had some coaching and we've been doing this for 40 minutes. I let's love this conversation. I go for two hours with you guys, but, um, <laughs> listeners might be, Hey, let's get to the, uh, let's get to the next episode. But tell me about <laughs> with, um, if, if your spouse is not completely on board with you, what I'm sure you've had some coaching students that are like. I'm all in. I want to do this, but my husband is not, or my wife is like a little bit, you know, not, not on, on, not on board with this because like the last three times I've tried a business, they failed and I've spent thousands of dollars and I just don't want to go back to work and, you know, talk to that, that couple who's having that where they're not on board on everything like you guys are. Yeah. The first question I'm going to ask that student is what's more important, your marriage or your business. Mm. So you have to make that decision yep. before you go down the path any further. <laughs> and, and if you then, say your business is more important, then I'm probably not going to be one of one to work with you then. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's tough, it. Yeah. That's it. I'm not the one to help you. If you're going to say my business is more important than my marriage, because <laughs> exactly. obviously that's, that's going to be out of whack with the priorities that we have. Exactly. But, um, then the next step is going to be, okay, so how about if you talk to your spouse and find out what are, what specifically are their objections? I mean, there's probably some general feeling of unease around it, but there's Mm -hmm. also, it might be something like, 
I don't want you to drain our life savings in order to do yeah. this business. And then but you don't have to, do you? As we've talked about, exactly. you, can start with, yeah. you don't have to. So then it yeah. becomes a discussion of, okay, well, let's figure out what are you comfortable with me risking? Mm -hmm. And okay, I'd be okay with you risking 500 or 1,000 or whatever the number is. Mm -hmm. Say, okay, I'm going to make this work with that amount of money. And yep. it's possible because we've seen people do it and we've, we've done it ourselves. And yeah. so um, I'm going to talk to them a lot about how to navigate that and be able to do this in a way that your spouse is comfortable with it, mm -hmm. but still be able to pursue it, you know, yeah. probably. And, and even if that means you have to delay that a little bit, yes. my wife is at, you know, my spouse is absolutely not going to let me do it, you know, for the next six months. Okay. Wait six months. It's not going to be yes. the end of the world. If you have to wait six months, you know, exactly. um, build up a little more savings or whatever it is that you need to do. That, yeah. that would be my, my approach to that. Yeah, that's very good advice. I would let Sue handle it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. That's great. I absolutely agree. And it's not even when you say five hundred or thousand. Put it, you know, risk that. It's really not even that. That's not even a risk because. Yeah. I mean, if you buy, you know, you buy something for two dollars, you're going to be able to sell it. Um, if you get it at a retail store, you can even take it back to the store. Maybe not a yes. thrift store, but a, right. a Walmart. Walmart will take back anything. So. Mm -hmm. and it's this is so low risk it's exactly crazy. exactly i've yeah. i've taken back stuff back to a thrift store but you've you okay. only got like seven days or something okay. <laughs> so, yeah yeah okay just a short window <laughs> you realize oh this was a bad buy okay i can't take that yeah. back but. yeah yeah man well what advice last, last question lesson but then i'll give you guys the chance to say anything else you want what advice would you give obviously you see lots of coaching students um you see you know mistakes people make when they get started what advice would you give for somebody that's getting started or at the beginning of their business or even you even know, later on where you are and you know people that are getting ready to to expand like you guys have done yeah i just think you know slow and steady is is just so important and people i I think they see the success stories of somebody who started, you know, on a Monday and by Friday they've sold $10,000 or something that that's <laughs> very weird. You know, that's very strange. And yes, they're going to be posting out on the Facebook group and everything. And that's great. And take encouragement from that, but, yeah. but just realize that's not normal. No, you know? And so we are, you know, we are just slow and steady from the beginning. You know, yes. we, we went several years and you don't have to take several years, but uh, it took us a long time before we went full time at this. And so even whenever you're expanding your business, you're going to the next stage, take your time. You know, um, uh, we do have some students who are who are older, you know, and they're like, I need to do this now because I'm in my 70s or whatever. Right. But for the most part, you know, people, you've got time, you know, yes, just take your time, build this up. Uh, it's going to minimize your, your mistakes. <clears throat> We're all going to make mistakes. So uh, it'd be much better to make a $20 mistake than a $2,000 mistake and et cetera. Sure. You know, so I just, just encourage people to be patient, take your time, yes. do things right and just grow it little by little. Mm. Love it. I think you said that really well. I mean, you know, we talk about being the poster children for slow and steady and, and integrate this into your life. Don't let yeah. it become your life. Ooh, like, let, you know, keep, keep your priorities where they should be and um, bring people along with you, bring your family along with you. If you've got one, bring, you know, mm -hmm. the, that type of thing. One of the things that we have done is that uh, as Larry would go out and scout, he would do that once a week. He always took one of the kids with him. Yeah. And yeah. so the kids have seen the business. Uh, yes. Some of them have enjoyed that. Some of them have enjoyed the fact that they get free lunch that day out at a restaurant. You know, it's, yep. it's so you never know what your kids are going to do, but he's always included that. And so he's had a whole day once a week with one of our kids and that mm. just built into the relationship. So it's integrating life and the business. Um, and they push, well. they push the second cart, you know, yeah. help me carry yeah. stuff out to the van, all that yeah. type of stuff. So, so cool. So, so many people like you guys, you, you make it a family thing, don't you? I love it. Mm -hmm. yeah wow and not yeah. all of our kids love the business and not yeah, all of them okay. have wanted to have anything to do with it but we've sure. got a couple that, yeah. that have and yeah. we've seen some entrepreneurial mm -hmm. you know seeds be planted and and one of our daughters she wants nothing to do with our business because she's busy building her own sure. <laughs> you know so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. that's a whole other topic just with kids and stuff that we could get yeah. on a call and talk about that 
Yeah. Um, very good. Well, what other, anything else on your heart you guys want to share? Oh man. Um, we covered a lot. We really we did. did. I mean, you know, just, uh, just have fun with this. You know, I, I get it. Uh, you know, for us, it's our full-time income. And so it's very serious. And, uh-huh. uh, but we've just recognized that whenever we're more relaxed about it and we have fun at it, that we have a tendency to do better. Yes. Um, so if, if you came to our warehouse and you would see like some of the employees, they're just giving me a hard time about stuff. And like, <laughs> you still work here. We haven't seen you for weeks and everything. <laughs> and it's like, you know, um, so we just, we just enjoy that interaction. And yeah. And I remember in my day job, sitting in the office with my, with the owner of the company. And he was like, the employees are all, all out there laughing and stuff, you know, go out there and stop them. Cause I was the manager, you know, and I'm just like, oh, no. would you rather them be arguing or mad at each other? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to let them laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're still getting their work done, you know? And, and so we yeah. just kind of carried that over to our business. It's just, just enjoy this process. Yes. I mean, what a blessing we have. Absolutely. And, and where we live and the time that we live to be able mm-hmm. to do this. I mean, it's just crazy. So just, just enjoy it, you know, <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. And I really appreciate the chance to get to come on here and, and talk with you yeah. about this. And I don't even know if you know this, but uh, in 2018, you know, uh-huh. everybody's business is going to go through roller coasters mm-hmm. in 2018. We had several perfect storms hit our business yeah. and we had all that summer. We were like, I, I don't know if we're going to survive this. We, we may have to shut this down and, and do something else. And that fall, we went to what was then CES, yeah. now Proven yeah. Conference. Yep. And we learned more about Legends and we decided to join. Yeah. And uh-huh. when we joined, we started learning that replens model and yeah. really getting a lot of good instruction on that. Mm-hmm. And that really helped to save our business. That really yeah. is what pulled us back oh. up to a place where we were mm. able to say, yeah. okay, we can, we can keep doing this. We, we yeah. can move forward. So we're very grateful for Legends mm. and for all that, yeah. that you guys do and, and teach. And it has been, you know, we've seen great benefit from us. It was, mm. it was joining Legends and reading the book Profit First. Those two things really yeah. saved our business from those storms that, that had hit us. And so we wanted to, and, you know. And we realized that yeah. we were we were the entire business ourselves. Yeah. That was really what mm-hmm. motivated us to start hiring people and mm-hmm. outsourcing more instead of trying to be a control freak like me. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, yeah. Th- so through something really bad, some stuff that happened in 2018, our business is so much stronger now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. I, I just, I yeah. pulled my hamstring yesterday, Ryan. And so, <laughs> and so I'm just thinking, I'm so glad that I don't have to go out to the stores this week and shop. Yeah. I'm so glad I don't have to prep. I'm so glad I don't have to box up and try to carry 50 totally. pound boxes. <laughs> I couldn't do it this week, yeah. you know, yeah. but our business is going to keep humming right along. Yeah. And I'm going to sit here at my computer. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Let's have you back on anytime. You, if you ever have anything that's on your heart, you want to share, I mean, anything, just let me know. We'll have you back on to chat about it um, because you're a wealth of knowledge and experience. And I love your heart to teach people. And thank you for what you're doing in the coaching program and changing lives and bringing mom and dads home. I, I love it. That's what we're here. I feel like we're all a team, you know, yeah, legends, yeah. the coaching program, those whole Jim Cochran, larger and he would hate, he'd hate when we say, isn't it? it's, he doesn't, it's not, he knows it's not about him, but we have a lot. We, I thank him for, cause if without him, I wouldn't be here and you wouldn't right. either. And so, yeah. but this whole community, we're all serving, doing the same thing. And it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much, Ryan. We really enjoy this. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. See ya. All right. Take care. You've been listening to streams of income with self-help author, Ryan Rieger. From right here in the Dallas Metroplex, Ryan teaches several entrepreneurial courses and group coaching programs to students all over the world. Be sure to listen next week at the same time for Streams of Income with Ryan Rieger.